Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Over the last 10 to 15 years, one of the biggest things that's been going on in movies has been the Marvel Cinematic Universe. MCU basically is, for those that don't know, all the superhero movies of the Marvel characters. Mega Man, or not Mega Man, <laughs> Iron Man, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, although Mega Man would be pretty cool. Uh, Captain America, Black Widow, the Fantastic Four, down the line, and so many others. So, why am I bringing this up at, at, at this point in time? Well, because today's episode makes fun of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and also touches on fake news. The move or the episode being franchise prequel. So to kind of give you a background of where we are in the cinematic universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um we have gone through all three Iron Man movies. We have done many Captain America movies. We've done Guardians of the Galaxy. We've done the Avengers. Ant-Man has already come out. Black Panther's come out. Doctor Strange has come out. A new Thor movie has come out in 2017. And soon, we are going to go into the second Ant-Man movie and the new guardian or the new avengers movie infinity war so that's where we're at at this point in time so the episode that i'm going to be talking about is franchise prequel and it touches on a number of things besides this it also touches on fake news so let's not waste any more time let's get into this week's episode franchise prequel the episode was written and directed by trey parker and originally aired on october 11th 2017 you know what that means we're getting real close to halloween and for the third time this season for the third time this season i am going to play the opening scene of this episode and i think they do a good job on this one so let's uh let's go to this opening clip. What on earth was that? My name is Jimmy Bow. And I am very fast. When I was born, my parents knew I was different. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Palmer, your newborn son will never be able to walk. But he will be extremely good at comedy. <laughs> wow, what a t t terrific audience. <laughs> As I got older, my powers only increased. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? <laughs> Nacho cheese. And now I look for others like me to fight crime as part of a superhero team. I am fantastic. So that is the origins of Jimmy's superhero, Fast Pass. And he is 
basically he passes the audition and becomes the newest member of Coon and Friends. And their goal is real simple. They want to have a Netflix series. And basically the whole idea, and, and I actually like this idea from Cartman, is they'll take anything. Netflix will take any show and do it. They will absolutely do it. So, the coon, Cartman, has come up with a three-tiered system of the coon and friends cinematic universe. And for the most part, it seems like they all agree with where this is going. But then they get a message from Super Craig that somebody has been leaving inappropriate, disgusting uh, messages, news pieces, on the Coon and Friends Facebook page. But who would do such a thing? Well, there's only one, one supervillain in this town. It's Professor Chaos. So Professor Chaos is basically trying to destroy the reputation of Coon and Friends. And he's using Facebook to do it. And the boys have a discussion with Butters the next day at school saying, Hey, what you're doing is not cool. You are going to get your own franchise in the Coon and Friends cinematic universe. And Kyle's like, I don't give a shit, basically. So the parents have a meeting at one of the houses. And they talk about, you know, the, the, the news stories about how kids dressed up in capes and masks are pooping in girls' mouths, peeing on each other, and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we prevent this from being posted? You know, what can we do? Who can we get? Randy's idea is, let's bring Mark Zuckerberg into town. Let's have him come and explain the whole situation. And they're like, yeah, that's not really a bad idea. So, eventually, Mark Zuckerberg does come to town. And this is one of the things I remember the first time I saw this episode, when it aired, was, what in the hell were they doing with Mark Zuckerberg? But after watching it again, I got it. I actually got it. They are using Mark Zuckerberg as a villain in those old karate movies where the lip sync and the talking don't really match up. And they actually do a pretty good job with it. To the point where you can't mess with Mark Zuckerberg's style. Don't mess with his style. So, as this is going on, Coon and Friends 
are trying to basically navigate their image back from being negative into positive, but it doesn't work. Because what we find out is that Professor Chaos has taken an abandoned Circuit City and has turned it into a office for his minions, his Chaos minions, I guess we can call them. And basically to just put all the bad words, the negative press on Kuhn and friends, basically come up with these lies. Lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And it's working. It's really working. It's to the point where Kuhn and friends are starting to lose fans, which is kind of a scary thought. You know, Kuhn and friends losing fans. So... Mark Zuckerberg ends up becoming a very interesting character in this episode because once he enters town, he does not leave. And what I mean by he does not leave, I mean he goes to everybody's house, everybody's car, restaurants. Mark Zuckerberg will just not leave. He will just not leave. You cannot block me. I am Mark Zuckerberg. You cannot block my style. So this, you know, this keeps going on and on. You know, hey, we only invited you to come to the town to talk about, you know, the whole Facebook thing. Now you're just not leaving. You're just not leaving at all so then the boy you know after all that we see the boys they go to someone who followed them on instagram and no longer follows them because of the news that was put up on facebook and they're facing a dilemma the dilemma being is this it is this the end of Coon and friends. Well, Cartman, pardon me, the Coon starts to make an impassioned speech about how this is not over when all of a sudden Heidi pops up. Hey, first time we've seen Heidi in what, three weeks maybe? Because there was a break in between this episode and the previous episode. And Cartman's like, I'm just playing with my friends. I'm dressed up as a superhero, you know, I, so, basically, they're not, basically, what Cartman says is, we're not giving up, so, they call Netflix, and, they are starting to buy the pitch that Cartman is going with, and they ask Cartman, okay, do you want just a pilot episode, or a six-episode season. On a six-episode season with a negotiation on a second season after we've done the first three. So then he gets into the whole backstory and the guy's like, oh, wait a minute. 
um, you know, I, I read reports about how, you know, you guys stabbed Jessica Alba in the eye. And Netflix passes on Coon and Friends. Believe it or not, Netflix does not accept a new series. Crazy, right? So, they go to the abandoned Circuit City, and they find Professor Chaos, and they tell him, you have got to stop this. You're ruining our reputation. Well, that's just not going to happen, because Mark Zuckerberg is working with Professor Chaos. Ooh. So, because Butters pays the $17 a month for protection on Facebook, Coon and Friends can't really do anything about this. Meanwhile, there is the, the rest of the town. The adults, the parents, they're like, we can't, they, they go to the police station, they're like, we can't get rid of Mark Zuckerberg. He will not leave. We've tried everything. He will not leave. And then the police chief, this is probably, this and the final scene of the episode is probably my favorite scene. The police chief asks them all a question. Who invited Mark Zuckerberg to come into town? And... They look at each other, and they're like, I, I did, I did, I did. So a lot of people are taking the blame for inviting him. And then the police chief is like, look, we know we, you want us to shoot him dead, but we're just not going to do it. And they're like, oh! So now Mark Zuckerberg basically... He's unstoppable. Like, they cannot stop him. But the Coon and Friends, they have a plan. They've got a plan to get rid of Mark Zuckerberg. So, the police have set up barricade coming into town. And Zuckerberg tries to get into town. And... He's told, we're not letting you in. We just are not letting you in the town. Well, Mark Zuckerberg goes through the barricades because they're not together. Like, he slides through. And he makes his way into town. And he starts doing all these karate moves, blocking, you know, moves like, wah, 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 you cannot stop me. I am Mark Zuckerberg. And then here comes Jimmy. And then here comes Token. And here come Coon and Friends. They are fighting Mark Zuckerberg. And the human kite punches Zuckerberg in the nuts. So it's a six-on-one attack. And you could hear one of the adults going like, Yeah, poop on him! Poop in his mouth! And then Mark Zuckerberg gets back up. And then the Coon is like, Oh, no! Look at what you've done! You've hurt a black kid <coughs> who's protect fighting for his life. 
and a handicapped kid who's for you know trying to make his life matter and and a Jew and all of that and Zuckerberg is like you cannot do that you get you you will not do this and the coon's like we have this on Facebook live and here's Craig pointing to the camera Zuckerberg realizes uh-oh I'm in deep shit so we go back to Professor Chaos's headquarters and Facebook shuts down. It shuts down. Professor Chaos is in trouble because not only do Kuhn and friends come to get Professor Chaos, but so does Butter's parents. And then this leads to... An unbelievable scene where out of the blue, just out of the blue, they go to Russia. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the scene. The the scenes are combined. So I'm going to start off with where Professor Chaos gets caught and then they go to Russia. Okay, I, I think my favorite thing about all of this is the fact that Butter's dad goes right into Moscow. No problem. No blocking. No, you know, none of that. And he's able to get into Putin's office without any trouble whatsoever to just bash Putin. That is the funniest part. Because, I mean, like, there are funny parts in that. But just think for a, for one minute. A regular, average guy just busts open the door to Vladimir Putin's office and just berates the shit out of him. That is freaking funny. That is. So now we go back to our heroes and they now have set up the new order for the Kunin Friends cinematic universe. 
And this is where we start to have trouble because this person now goes ahead of this person. Mysterion gets his own video game, but he gets it before he gets a movie. And then you have this movie going ahead of that movie. And then some of them leave and then Cartman's like, fine, go right ahead. Make your own cinematic universe and fail like DC Comics did. And that, <coughs> that is the end of franchise prequel. Okay, so this this is such a weird episode. Like, I, I think this is even weirder than the previous episode. But if you've watched, you know, either TV shows with superheroes like Batman, like, I watched the 60s version of Batman when I was a kid. Or if you've seen any of the movies, superhero movies, then you kind of get where they're going to in this. You kind of get where they're coming from. And the fact that they make Mark Zuckerberg this quote-unquote villain, and the villain is kind of like martial arts style villain is kind of funny. Like I said, the first time I saw this episode when it aired, I was like, what the hell are they doing with Mark Zuckerberg? This time around six years later, I, I got it. I, I got it. It was like, what didn't make sense when I first saw it makes sense today. And I, and I think that for me, that's kind of an important thing. Um, I'm going to, Give this a seven. I I think it's a seven out of ten. Um, it it's weird. You know, Zuckerberg is weird, but I think that's kind of the whole characterization of Mark Zuckerberg. But the whole making fun of cinematic universes and coming up with backstories and doing all this, and the thing is, it's still going today in twenty twenty three. This is not something that happened and then died. It's still going on today. And it's going to be going on for a while. So if you think this is going away, eh -eh, it ain't going away. All right, let's go to what the critics thought of this episode. Uh, start with Jesse Shadeen, who gave this episode an 8 out of 10, saying... While not the strongest episode of the season so far, franchise prequel serves as an enjoyable lead-in to the fractured but whole while also lampooning recent Facebook controversies. This episode could have done a little more with its Mark Zuckerberg parody. However, the return of Professor Chaos, the scathing critique of fake news, and the adults who read it and the terrific ending more than made up for any problems. Jeremy Lambert of 411 Mania gave this a 5 out of 10, stating... It's tough to judge franchise prequel given, given that it's 100% linked to the release of next week's South Park video game, The Fractured But Whole, which I will talk about in a moment. Some of the stuff that seemed out of nowhere and meaningless in tonight's episode may make sense once we go through the entire story of the video game. He also added the episode may be a prequel to the game or it may be a 30-minute, with commercials, advertisement for the game. Either way, it didn't feel like your regular episode of South Park. The final review comes from Dan Caffrey of the AV Club, who gave the episode a C+, saying, 
By the end, franchise prequel takes some timely jabs at Marvel's Byzantine rollout plan for its cinematic universe, as well as our own complicity in the fake news problem by relying so much on Facebook to begin with. But neither of those elements get more than a scene. Most of the episode just focuses on the kids pretending to be superheroes, which I suppose that makes for an alright video game commercial. So... Let's talk about the, the video game, The Fractured Butthole. So this video game comes out six days after this episode airs. It is a role-playing game, which I, I think I talked about this when I talked about the Stick of Truth. I'm not the biggest role-playing video game fan. Um, so this is the sequel to The Stick of Truth. And the, the whole premise is you're a new kid, you moved into town, and you get to be a superhero, basically. Um, I'll, I'll read some of the reviews of this. Um, well, actually, I, why don't I read, like, the scores, first off? So Met, Metacritic, for the PC, gave it an 81 out of 100. For the PS4, gave it a 79 out of 100, which is the lowest score of the four. Xbox One got an 84 out of 100, which was the highest, and the Nintendo Switch got an 80 out of 100. Meanwhile, uh, with publications and other stuff, Destructoid gave it an 8.5 out of 10, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 9 out of 10, Game Informer gave it an 8.75 out of 10, Game Revolution rated it 3.5 out of 5 stars, GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10. GamesRadar Plus rated it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Giant Bomb gave it 4 out of 5 stars. IGN rated it 8.5 out of 10. PC Gamer in the US gave it an 86 out of 100. And Polygon gave it a 7 out of 10. So, for the most part, critically, it's pretty good. It's not like a big critical acclaim but it is pretty good um mcv and ign in 2016 named this video game the best role-playing game of that year's electronic entertainment expo or e3 the game was nominated for the best rpg at the gamescon 2017 award and for best role-playing game at the 2017 the game awards losing to persona 5 it was also nominated for Best Narrative Design, Best Adventure Role-Playing Game, and Best Interpretation at the Titanium Awards, losing two of them to Horizon Zero Dawn and one to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And in IGN, staff nominated, user-voted Best of 2017 series for Best Xbox One Game and Best RPG. The game won the Best Collectibles Award in Game Informer's 2017 RPG of the Year Awards. In their Reader's Choice Best of 2017 Awards, it came in second place for Best Role-Playing Game. E EGM ranked the game 12th on their list of the 25 Best Games of 2017. And it was nominated for Excellence in Convergence at the 2018 South by Southwest Gaming Awards. Alright, so now that we know all about the fractured butthole, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this episode. 
Over 2,000 people have given this episode a rating, and the rating on IMDb is a 7.4 out of 10. 558 people gave it an 8. 520 people gave it a 7. That's the score I'm going with. 317 people gave it a 10. And 90 people gave this a 1. So now, uh, once I do this, and there we go. Uh, going to read some of the reviews. Not not all of them. Like you know, I, I don't read all the reviews, but I'm going to read some of them. Uh, let's start with Eric Stevenson, who wrote, This episode satirizes Facebook and Netflix. The main thing here is how they make fun of, the, of DC Comics in their relation to Marvel Comics. I'm still glad we got an awesome Wonder Woman movie. To be honest, I have no idea how the Justice League movie is going to go. Throughout the episode, we see Coon and Friends set up a chart and arrange on who's going to get a movie and who will get a Netflix show. Maybe a little late, but still very funny. Mark Zuckerberg is featured in this episode too, and I will admit, I don't quite get his characterization. Well, I don't spend too much time on Facebook anyway. Wait, South Park really does have a video game featuring Coon and Friends? They really are creating their own franchise with original material. It's great to see Butters as Professor Chaos, actually, because a fair amount of chaos. It did seem that his fate would be pretty inevitable. He couldn't keep up the chaotic personality up forever. Does make you wonder why Kuhn is, all, is allowed back in. Oh, wait, that's probably in the game. All right, uh, next review is from Darth Voorhees, who wrote, I haven't hated the season of South Park, though I do think it has been in need of some sort of direction. I was encouraged by the press leading up to the premiere that Trey and Matt wanted to revisit stories dealing with the boys being boys. Franchise prequel is probably the closest we've come to that, and this is where the episode's strength lies. The problem is that we still get the political current events commentary that is for the most part wrapped up in metaphor padding it from becoming another Trump show in a string of Trump shows. It's just an inevitability now. I too miss the episodes like Awesome-O, Little Crime Stompers, or Crime Stoppers, pardon me, and Simpsons Already Did It that dealt with the boys having bizarre outlandish things happen to them while they are seemingly playing kids' games. The best moments of franchise prequel are in that vein. If the game deals with that playtime to the extreme, then it will be a hilarious treat. The hardest I laughed was when Butters uses a Circuit City as his evil base, a perfect example of that juxtaposition between Kids Clubhouse and reality and villain headquarters in the superhero game. The problem with the episode is that yet again Trump's shadow looms large over it. The Facebook Russia story is so linked to the election that it is an odd fit as a metaphor, although I think Trey and Matt did their absolute best and the childishness of Butter's misinformation taunts is pretty funny. The life and death stakes of importance that people put into that election and Trump just doesn't work when compared to the boys playing superheroes. I think they needed to expand it more and have made the heroes mean more to the community, but then you'd have another epic on your hands like the last Coon trilogy. It's just a miss for me. Alright, uh, here's a review from 
Harhaluo54, who wrote, Mark Zuckerberg was intentionally made a bad character whose only merit is that he is a terribly written character. The whole episode repeated Cartman's franchise plan, which was already introduced three years ago, I think. It was nauseating to see how every bit of this episode screamed that it's promoting the new upcoming game, which will be released any day now. Rest of the episode felt like a remake filler which recycled the franchise plan. I didn't laugh even once, nor did I think that any of the things that were pointed out about Facebook, Netflix, or superhero series were spot on. If anything, this was turn-off ad for the new game. It's sad how we had to wait two weeks for this. Alright, and here's one that goes a little bit deeper. Uh, this is from Agoff, who wrote, in an episode about the harm of spreading Facebook rumors and lies is spreading Facebook rumor about a crazy third-world outdated grandpa who doesn't even have a Facebook page and don't understand the internet from the country where people don't use Facebook because they have vacantekte in odnoklasinki. And the joke with the poor Dab Zuckerberg is either poorly narrated or just a pointless OLOL so random absurdism which didn't work all right let's uh find one more review uh let's do adam land who wrote this episode did a few things right one i love the tie-in to the upcoming video game the franchise info scene is what we saw back at e3 when the game was announced they just took it and made a full episode around it two i loved the fake news satire Super funny and very true. It's crazy how anyone could just make stuff up and many stupid people start believing it. So far this season, we have seen the South Park guys do what they do best, and that's take something that's going on in our country and turn it into the most absurd thing ever. 3. Zuckerberg's stuff didn't quite make sense till he showed up to help Chaos and explained he was paid off to help then it became a lot funnier. Granted, he wasn't a strong character, but it was still a bit funny. And four, the stab at Russia was pure magic. Overall, a great episode that really hits home about a big issue happening in our country world today. Honestly, if people spent less time on social media and watching the stupid news, the world would probably be a little brighter. Oh, and I really hate the stupid Cartman girlfriend thing, and his reaction to her popping up is a lot of us. Well, we'll have to see how um, how things go with Heidi and Cartman in the near future. Um, you guys can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and hey, guess what? We do have a Facebook group. It is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come out, future South Park episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they watch and review classic South Park episodes. Next time around, it is the halfway point to, of season 21, as, well, Stan's going to be visiting his grandpa as I review the episode Hummels and Heroin. That is next time on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next time.